Big Fluff. Ron, you've been sweating in here all day. Are you drinking any fluids? Yes, plenty. No, you need to drink water. Usually I take it neat, but I will make an exception in the name of health. You need to take off those layers, rehydrate, and go to the doctor. Thank you for your concern. I will be fine. Please turn the thermostat up to 90 and leave me alone. Ron, this isn't safe. I'm a grown man. I have had a cold before. I need no help. So if you don't mind. That seems about right. Hobo Radio, the official podcast of HoboTrashCan.com. You can share your thoughts on the show anytime by emailing Joel at Murphy's Law at HoboTrashCan.com. This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, and you're listening to Hobo Radio. So stay tuned. And now, two guys with worse jokes than me. Joel Murphy and Lars. <laughs> Hello again. I'm Joel Murphy. This is Hobo Radio. And fiddling with his microphone and hopefully ready to start is my friend, Lars Periwinkle. Hello. How's it going? It's going okay. It's great. It's good. Cool. Yeah, it's always good when we have like a lot of fun before we start and then start with no momentum. That's always both <laughs> zero well momentum for the show when it's like really funny and we're like, God, I wish we were recording this. And then we do. And this is what we get. <laughs> uh, we could do that Marin thing where you just like start mid conversation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> are, the, are these your guitars? Can I play these? <laughs> yeah. Also, yeah. Now they're just like, why am I here? Aren't we quarantined? When did we record this? Yeah, we should probably lock the gates. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Would you like to introduce the other people uh, mm. who are once again joining us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's uh, Marty McGuire. Hi, Marty. Hi. Hi, Lars. And our, and our good friend, Andy McIntyre. What's up, Andy? Hello. That's Not much. It? Oh, no. yeah. Oh, I yeah. forgot. My... <laughs> <laughs> the one person right next to you. Oh, I'm so right sorry. next to you. Touching what, your sweaty you, ass it's be, back. It's because yeah. she is one of the two people that I come in contact with every day. Um, my wife, Julia Periwinkle. Boy, howdy. Who's the other one? <laughs> uh, my boss. Oh. Those are the only two people I actually see and talk to in person, basically. All right. Fair enough. I, she's also, yeah, she's sharing your gross headphones. Like, you think you could at least... It's paint. It's yellow paint. <laughs> sure, sure, it is. Sure. I will counter that by saying, yes, I believe you. It's paint. Lars, why do you have yellow paint on your headphones? And why <laughs> haven't you got it off yet? Boom. Valid. Well, because um, uh, I've been working this, in, this entire time... Um, which, which I, I'm not complaining about, but with no vendors coming in and out and us um, doing everything that we need to do, we're running out of shit to you know what? fill out our day. So painting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Lars the benefit of the doubt because his day job is to touch up the paint on the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. So it makes sense that he's getting yellow paint onto the headphones. That's the mustard. 
obviously. It is it is, it is, the, it is mustard. the mustard. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, it is nice that they let you listen to your own music at work. Yeah. No, I, I listen to podcasts, but... No, it's just constant. The Oscar Mayer wiener. <laughs> they, they, they make me, All yeah. Day. It's like, it's a small world. Yeah. It just Don't keeps forget going. you work here. <laughs> Never forget. Yeah. I wish I were an forever. Oscar Mayer wiener. You are an Oscar Mayer. <laughs> but no one be. loves You'll you. Be. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, well, we did Perfect. So, thanks, yeah, everybody. <laughs> All right, see you guys later. See ya. Yeah. How's everybody doing? I know we're, we got this tournament, but I just, I want to check in. You know, we, we've been so busy having these fictional characters. You know, this, this is one of my favorite parts of any sporting event, actually, is when, like, people are still filing in. Everybody's got, mm-hmm. like, their concessions. Yeah. And, and we're like, oh, hey, what's up? Good. And then that's when, like, the DJ kicks up and the music is just like, bah, 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 bah. who's yeah. ready to get hyped? And you're like, <laughs> okay, uh, right, I guess we'll uh, talk later. Okay. You know what we should we should totally do like they've been doing for Korean baseball and like put some cardboard cutouts of people up around like while we do the show. I think that would be good. I totally don't have those already. <laughs> the weird thing is they're all of us. Who are you making eye contact with, Andy? <laughs> he just has cardboard cutouts of all of us. <laughs> yeah. He's no always one. doing hobo radio. <laughs> just perpetually. Yeah. I- ignore the fact that the eyes are X'd out. <laughs> How can we? You know what checks out though? The Lars cutout has yellow paint on it. So it does. All makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It looks just like you know what? If you watch if you watch um Orioles games and national games, it they already look like cardboard cutouts in the stands because those fans are not enthusiastic. <laughs> the, like the worst the, the worst season in years, they're stationary. Uh pennant race, if they show up, still stationary. <laughs> yeah. That's the worst That's, thing about being, yeah, a fan of, like, D.C. teams and Baltimore teams is just the amount of, like, buses full of people from Philly who can just easily take over your stadium. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and not to mention, like, in, at Camden Yards, uh, the New York and Boston have home games here. It's oh, 100%. It's pretty fucked oh, yeah. up, man. Remember, I remember what? Oh, go ahead. I was just going to, in general, ask if you guys remember large gatherings of people. Oh, those were the days, man. Yeah. But what were you going to say specifically? I was going to say, I just remember one time uh, my brother and his wife and their kids came to visit. So naturally, we went to the the Baltimore Aquarium because it's great. Yes. Um, and not knowing that the uh, Red Sox were in town for a baseball game. <laughs> so the the ballpark is just full of people like, Sully, look at that shock. It's wicked cool. <laughs> and it's just the whole time. It was it was awful. Well, you, they let you touch the feckin' starfish. <laughs> in in oh, fairness man. to them, like it's easy to make fun of them, but they don't get to see any sort of aquatic life in Boston. So, <laughs> no, none. So they're there, not there's familiar no with New it. England aquarium at all. No, New England doesn't have aquariums. It's all just you know, Southie is the only part. Yeah. They're all just out there. I've never seen a live feckin' lobster. <laughs> Every day I come to your door, I'm hoping you're with a fucking seal. Instead, I know. <laughs> that was the end of Goodwill Hunting, right? Like he ran off yeah, with a that's, seal. Yeah, that's how I remember it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's uh. I w- let me. I'll, I'll give you. I'll give them this though. New York fans and Boston fans are polite and fun. I'm not sitting in stands with Philly fans. I'm no, not no, doing it. No, it's dangerous. Mm-mm. No, and here's the problem: Philly fans on a good day are a lot. 
But when they have taken a bus from Philadelphia to your stadium, what are they doing on that bus? Drinking, Drinking. getting yeah. riled up, <laughs> like getting yeah. themselves all jacked up. Like they're lucky if they make it into the stands, and if they do, it's a it's a train wreck. Like every time. I was uh, when Philly put their bid in for the Olympics the one year. Oh, I was living in Philly. And we joked that there would just be a small, like, Ukrainian girl who fell on the mat during a gymnastics routine, and Philly fans would just start chucking beer cans at her. <laughs> and she's walking off the stage like it's... Loser! <laughs> Get out of here! Imagine any gold medal winner just gets pelted with batteries. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> I, by the way, I do want to say uh, this tournament in general, but Julia, probably you specifically, are responsible for the fact that Molly and I, uh, who, by the way, is not feeling well, if people are wondering, so unfortunately. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, we started rewatching It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and we had like bailed on it, and that show got really good again. So. Yeah. It yeah. has its ups and downs, but it's consistently solid. I, mean, I, mean, uh, I don't know why. I don't know. I've been telling. Right? I've been telling him this for years, and he doesn't believe me. He's like, "No, you have to get a wife after halfway yeah. through season four. It does I'm out. Soften. Forget it." I just want to say it does soften you having a wife because I'm like, someone loves this guy, so like maybe I should <laughs> revisit him. Like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Maybe he gets good again in later seasons. <laughs> with better supporting characters yeah the supporting characters get more interesting we're yeah. like building new relationships yeah, like. they were two dimensional until they had a foil and now they're a fully realized human being wow oh, I'm, shit, like, you, I'm like I'm like season one of the wire you just gotta stick with me just stick with it <laughs> you're like season five of the wire where like it's like I mean it's still okay like, if it's better than a lot of TV, but... I'm going to stick around to see if he nails the landing, but... Thou fool! <laughs> anyway, I think that, you know, since we're talking about It's Always Sunny, we're talking about pop culture, I think maybe, Lars, do you have a question that you want to ask everybody? Oh, yeah, you... <clears throat> um, Y'all ready for this? Listen like to this show. Like do you put music there, or do yeah, I just say that? Nobody listens to this show. Should we? Should we dance now, or do we? Or like, should we do the vocalizations? Should we you like should do definitely a very timing mismatch? Like da na 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 na. I don't. I don't know. Does any nobody here listens to the the finished well, show? Well, not the not the episodes that I'm in. A that that's weird. Uh, hearing myself is odd. But I was here for it. So, like, yeah. what am I going to learn? Lars, have you ever listened to an episode of this show? <laughs> no. He got real upset when my brother-in-law and sister listened to it because I mentioned you know you mentioned it to him, and he yeah. was like, "You guys listen to that shit." <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst promoter of this show. In fairness, I edit a lot of you out in post. So you're barely in it by the time. It really is like Joel Murphy uh, with a special appearance by Lars Periwinkle. It's kind of like that Garfield without Garfield. It's just, it's just me having conversations with Which myself. everyone agrees is better than Garfield. So. Yeah, oh my God. God. 
I am actually very excited to announce a new Peak Sloth podcast <laughs> where I will use AI to remove Lars from every episode of this show and just re-release it as Hobo Radio without Lars. You know, I, I was basically just Joel Murphy saying I banged your mom over and over again. <laughs> Pretty much. To no one. To no one. <laughs> So well, I guess we weren't ready for this because we did another bit no. for like three minutes. Do you want to? Should we do it again? I mean, you guys don't. Yeah, know let's take it back. Let's, okay, let's take yeah. it back to zero. Yeah, we'll take so it back. This time, now we know to dance and not yeah, this sing. Is gonna, okay, going to be edited. So Lars, <clears throat> one more time. Hey guys, I know Joel already asked you a question. You're not being interrogated here, but I need to know. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? Really wish we had look, video. This yeah, look, the arms go up. There they are. Oh, yeah, <laughs> it's That's all we sexy. can do. It looked like you guys were kind of like. I don't know. There is some trunk motion. Yeah. Does anyone else? Is this just me in quarantine? Does anyone else like kind of like have days uh, similar to what we were talking about before the show? Where you're like, maybe I'll just learn a TikTok dance. Like maybe I'll just like take the afternoon. And like really get good at like a TikTok dance. You've been doing this, Murphy? No, I've thought about it. I've not done oh, any of the okay. work. God, please learn it. Well, I can I can safely say I'm thinking about it right now. Right. Mm -hmm. I think if we all commit, look, like if we let's start, all learn a TikTok dance. Let's all learn a TikTok dance. <laughs> or could we just learn the dance moves to "Hit Me, Baby, One More Time" and then just put that on the Webernet? Sure, that's probably a TikTok fuck dance. TikTok. Sure. What is it? Let me guess. I think I can guess. So it's. Hit me, baby, uh -huh. one more time. time. Right? Are those the dancers? Like, this and shoulders. <laughs> oh, this one too. Oh, Brittany oh, loves yeah. this. Don't forget that one. Forearm like you're in front of the a face. car door. Yeah. 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 I'm glad we're getting real visual. Or the drive-through window. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad we're getting real visual with this. This is gonna play really well on a podcast. Yeah, it's perfect for just. I, I, I look. We've begun it with we have to ask live, and I'm just gonna keep pushing. It's finally time. For Peak Sloth to pivot to video. Oh God! You know, <laughs> that many, out super well for all those media organizations. Say, many when Facebook companies started pushing have it. never once regretted pivoting to video. <laughs> they definitely don't end up laying off everyone. We we Fold absolutely in. missed the boat on this like seven years ago when it was big. So I think 2020 is the year. Peak you, Sloth. Do they still? Does Facebook still inflate the numbers so that it looks like we're doing real well? Are, Are you kidding me? Those numbers have been made up from day one, okay. and they continue to be imaginary. <laughs> I don't think anyone has ever watched a video on Facebook. I'm just going to put that out there as my conspiracy I think theory. so, too. When we do our live show and people leave comments, I'm like, fuck you. You're not watching. Russian <laughs> bots. They're all... Because they're all about <laughs> Trump, right? Yeah. For you. <laughs> you know, if you think about it, they always are. <laughs> all right. Well, I know rule of threes, but let's... We really got to start talking about this tournament. I'm not... <laughs> I'm not doing a third. Are you ready for this? Y'all ready for this? Okay, so here we are. Final four of the Mabel Memorial Hobo Madness Quarantine Tournament. We are going to have a monkey thrown into the wrench here in a moment. That's not how that phrase That's the phrase. You throw a monkey at a wrench. That's like, and then it gets all mad, and then it writes Shakespeare. Everybody knows that. <laughs> and, then, and then it has a wrench. Yeah. Yeah, and if you put a bunch of them in a room with wrenches, they'll 
Make plumbing? I don't remember how any of this goes. <laughs> make I, plumbing. They'll make plumbing. Like, they'll mm-hmm. plumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to have a monkey wrench thrown into things. But before that, I figure we'll do the, the Instagram uh, results first because they did not Ooh. have the information that uh, you guys are about to have, which I don't want to hype it up, but it's going to change everything. Okay, oh, I, I, I want to just like like back up a little bit because I know look I know everyone who's listening you've been listening the last few weeks mm-hmm. you're you're keyed in you probably have been waiting for the end of the Mabel Memorial Hobo Madness tournament and binge them all at once but just in case you haven't Joel sure what is this tournament this year so the tournament uh, we took a bunch of characters from pop culture uh, we we looked at character archetypes to figure out uh, how they would do in a quarantine and we looked for one of four character types either. Uh, the like pros, the people that we thought would do really well, uh, average people, like just your your everyday identifiable audience surrogate character type, uh, your wild card, and your cannon fodder. And we put them all in quarantine situations <clears throat> to see who we felt would last the longest. Uh, the first week was just straight up. We put them all in apartments in Florida and just they had at it. Just... It, Mirroring our, our current situation as close as possible, except they're in Florida. Uh, last week, sort and of, st- and they're living they're living next door to one another. Yeah, they're living next door to each other. Uh, in the first round, uh, Troy Barnes bested Ben Wyatt and took his <laughs> Batman costume from his corpse. Just to recap, uh, but uh, yeah, so they're all like living uh, in in a shared space. Uh, so for week two, to, again, to kind of mirror current events, uh, we lifted all of the restrictions. They were allowed to move freely if they wanted to. However, our caveat was that it is not safe, and they right. were pretty much guaranteed to be reinfected if they just forego all, you know, all of Rest that. Rest in peace, sweet D, yeah. deputy mayor of Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's canon oh. now. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Joel, is there a wild animal loose yeah, so, in your home? It's a wild animal with a very loud toy that I just took away from you. <laughs> Look, you shouldn't have coaxed that deer in there and given it that shoe toy. Ah, <laughs> uh, man. I actually, so uh, not to get too serious, but I, our poor sweet dog, we actually, she has to get surgery on Friday because she has oh, a no! on her head. But I, you guys will appreciate the fact that I was very concerned about it because she's my baby and I want her to be okay. Yeah. But when I was talking to the vet about it, I was like, you know, I just like with pugs, with their breathing, like she's going to be put under. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. And he was like, honestly, it's the best that she's ever going to breathe. Like, like, <laughs> like, the tubes, like in her mouth, like she, she's going to be fantastic. Like, it's like, let me let me tell you about the soft tissues going on in there versus this hard plastic tube. You can't clamp it shut. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was saying like for pugs and for uh, for bulldogs, he was like, sometimes they wake up from the surgery and they're still like they want the tubes like still in there. Uh huh. Yeah, so the the first night I slept well, I have so much energy today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, but yeah, um, okay. Where are we? I'm distracted. You want to talk about my is dog? There a rule of fours? Is that how this works? Yeah, no, no. We're not resetting. <laughs> we're in it. We're in okay. it. Okay. Uh, so you're gonna go over the Instagram results? Yeah. So we're down we to the, the final wrinkle. four. Uh, we asked people on Instagram, but they don't know the wrinkle that we're all about to find out. But just based pure head to head, all things being equal. According to Instagram, our first matchup, Niles Crane from Frasier versus Mike Ehrmantraut from Better Call Saul. 
According to Instagram, 27% think Niles is winning and 73%. 73% have never seen Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul. Yeah. What? No. Wait. Other way around. Other way around. Have, yeah. yeah. 27 think it. Niles is winning. 73 think Mike is winning. That's what I said. Sure. Yep. <laughs> so y'all ready for this? <laughs> you really threw a monkey at that wrench. Yeah. I was not. It was so, it's I wasn't so ready. much heavier than the wrench. Just throw the wrench. My also monkey leave the got monkey hit monkey with the <laughs> They're really small monkeys. Could be yeah, yeah. It's one of the... It's one of the yeah. okay. Oh, that made me sad. No, I'm thinking about a little tiny monkey. It's a small wrench, though, too. If that helps. <laughs> what is this, a carnival game? Yeah. <laughs> Where people throw ducks at balloons and nothing yeah. is as it seems. <laughs> Five wrenches for three dollars, he'll say. This <laughs> was the style at the time. Okay. <laughs> and so our other matchup is Lutz from Thirty Rock. <laughs> I love that it's still Lutz. still hanging in there. We haven't found a way to kill him off. You apparently. can't. Uh, versus Ron Swanson. From Parks and Recreation. Uh, we finally found a way to kill him. <laughs> I just love that Lutz, Lutz. that Lutz is a cannon fodder character, but he's made... Lutz and Niles both cannon fodder, and they made it to the... Oh, yeah. 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 yeah can, it's, cannon fodder is thriving in these circumstances. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, the Instagram is feeling less confident of Lutz. 17% Lutz. Oh, what? 83% Ron Swanson. Come on. And 17,000 people voted in this poll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, more people voted for this than in the last general election. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and this one wasn't rigged by Russia, so it's very exciting. <laughs> Topical. Also, it matters more. <laughs> hey All right. But so you say that the, the wrinkle is going to drastically change things. So the I'm wrinkle is going to drastically change things. Thank you, Andy. I have to say, because so, so far, I'm like, you know what? Instagram nailed it. Let's call this a day. Good evening, everyone. Let's we'll get to the get finals. Dinner. Mike and Ron. Yeah. Oh, that, that it were that easy. You know, that, but we, then you wouldn't need us. You know, you wouldn't need our expertise to really like wait. <laughs> Looks through. like we're all done here. Yeah. Record scratch. But wait. <laughs> what have I told all of you? <clears throat> so this is what we're thinking. Again, we're trying to mirror reality as much as possible or like at least like look at what's happening so we thought okay we're trying, we're trying to hold a mirror up to reality yeah it's like <laughs> black mirror distorted... we're, we're just yeah. like black mirror that's what we're doing <laughs> don't say that please <laughs> it's just because they straight up have robot dogs patrolling for people in other countries <laughs> yeah it's just like black mirror okay yeah. Marty's got a thing in his eyeball that's recording all this, and he can view these memories again or whatever. Uh, Julia actually died a while ago. This is a robot. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Downloaded her, her, uh, her consciousness on and, and I wrote... have sex with Joel in Street Fighter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, mean, I, was... I mean, congratulations. <laughs> I was going to say that you woke up sexy in a world full of pig-faced people. But it might be the wrong show, I think. Might be the wrong show. Uh, but so here's what we were thinking, though, is so last week we opened up everything and it went bad. Everybody got reinfected. It turned out oh, yeah. not to be good. But, you know, some countries are reopening uh, and they're they're doing it in a way to try to be responsible. So we were thinking about that and we were thinking. So that's what is going to happen to our imaginary Florida is they're really going to impose some very strict rules 
for reopening. So if you want to go anywhere, you have to do so like uh, I believe China is doing this. Some other countries are doing this. You got to download an app that's going to track all of your movements mm-hmm. and you're going to have to agree when you enter buildings, you're going to get your temperature taken. They're going to see uh, if you have any kind of illness. So, so essentially to now function in the final four round of this tournament, you really have to submit yourself to government oversight. Like you got to get your temperature taken. You got to be real free with your information, where you've been, where you're going. Who you've consorted with. Who you consorted with. Yeah, we're trying to contact trace. So like they want to check your phone and see who else you've been around, where else you've been, what you're up to at Mm. all times. And that is what it's going to take to move freely through society in this freely well free but to move around if you want to get out of your apartment and you want to go places you really gotta submit to the government and what they're asking you to do if if you want to if you want to go places safely if you want to go places safely if you want to enter stores if you want to enter uh you know just businesses whatever like if you want to like yeah, that's a great point because I think Lars Lars brings up the the the, uh, the other side of this, which is that that is how you do business in the expected way. Sure, there is still room. Like, entering, yeah. there is you can enter uh, follow, uh, following a break. You could break and enter into a grocery store mm-hmm. without doing any of those things sure. after after operating hours. Yeah, I mean surveillance mm-hmm. is increased, so maybe more eyes are on that grocery store. But you can. Yeah, so that so that's the wrinkle. So it's it's a little less mm-hmm. cut and dry than than just you know maybe maybe being cannon fodder isn't so bad, you know. No, for real. All I'm imagining is Lutz going to the first place by him and pulling down his pants <laughs> for a temperature check. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, that's definitely happening. But we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves because we're not too yes. Lutz yet. He's He's still comfortably in his apartment for now because we first have to settle Niles Crane versus Mike Mm. Ehrmantraub. This is interesting to me because um, Niles is a, a, as we've said several times, is a hypochondriac. Mm -hmm. Um, And though though Mike Ehrmantraub likes to work independently, don't forget that at one point he was an agent... Of the government, yeah, he worked. He was, he was, he was a, a Philadelphia police officer. He was a he was a city employee. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> D- probably a hundred percent by the book. Really loved every regulation. He dotted all his t's and crossed his eyes. It's the city of brotherly love. Just to be clear, there is actually a well, backstory. I guess, like I'm not. You know what? That, that's fair, Marty. And I'm not yeah. saying I'm not saying that that Mike was a company man. <laughs> Well, also, well, what I'm saying, what I'm what I'm saying is, M- Mike isn't afraid to submit himself to um, maybe government background checks. Isn't afraid to submit him, like, isn't afraid to take public money. Um, well, isn't, isn't afraid to enforce public rules. Well, that's but like, also like, if you think about him working with um, Fring on. Uh, not Breaking Bad. Better Call Saul. So if you think about him working with him and the fact that they like he went technically by the books, but he was still helping to build and construct an entire underground meth lab. 
So he was still technically above the books the entire time because they had him as like a security advisor and he was still getting legal checks that they would take their taxes out of every single month and everything was hunky-dory. So I think that he has more ways to work around yeah, I being think, legal but also shady as hell. I think if there's someone that's going to figure out a way to maximize the personal benefit within the system, it is one Mike Armantrout. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I think, yeah, that everything that Julia's saying for sure, like that oh, Mike, yeah. um, you know, the whole thing, yeah, with <clears throat> Gus, like the whole, what he wants is his money to be laundered so that on paper it looks like he has a normal job and then he gets involved with building uh, the meth lab. But yeah, like Mike, no, he's used to having been a, a cop in Philly, but also we should point out to Marty's point, a corrupt cop in Philly. It is his backstory <laughs> that he was stealing money. Well, I, and, I think I think we're building something really good here. So, yeah. so like not not to leave Niles completely in the dust. I think as as a germaphobe, like he he believes in systems. He's lean, I think Niles is leaning into this. Niles, I think Niles is thriving. He's yeah, a he's rules very, person. Yeah. yeah, he's very excited when, he, when other people don't follow the rules. He gives them a stern talking to in public. I think I think he's doing great. And I think like like in the, in the opening scenes of this, I think we see like parallel scenes. Like Mike is doing the same thing. He's following the rules. He's he's out there like making sure to maintain social distancing. But then it's like, oh, in that second scene, was Mike holding a different phone than he had before? And then it's like, oh, that that grocery store, wow, he really seems to have been in there a long time and they don't have a, a camera on the back door. And and like we I think we start to see him not just thriving, but uh, really working this system, whereas Niles, he's fine. He's going to survive. But Ermintrout is going to get up to something. Oh, yeah. I could see him, like, dropping his phone into Niles' pocket so that, like, it's actually <laughs> yeah. what Niles is doing. He's tra Like, it's looking like he's doing it with him, you know? Yeah, uh, they both – I think they both love a system, but one likes to follow it and the other one likes to take advantage of all the cracks in it. Yeah. No, Mike is going to be really smart about knowing exactly the minimum of what he – because he probably will go out safely sometimes because he knows yeah. he can't completely be off the grid. You know, he has to have some accountability. But he's going to know when to push it and when not to push it. He'll probably at night probably sneak around more. Maybe he does break into some grocery stores or whatever, like after hours. He could. In my, in my mind, it, because this is a system that would have been created um, by people who are um, – uh, it's I guess downplaying it to say it tech savvy. But people who work in the tech industry, they're the ones doing this, but they're being overseen – by uh, bureaucrats, um, basically oh, yeah. this, is, this is a system that has also, been. Also, yes. you don't you don't have to say would be. This is all really happening in real life. Like this, these <laughs> systems are being developed. Yeah. Look look at like COVID safe in Australia and what a freaking nightmare it is as a just a software rollout and for, forget whether or not it was built on solid principles. Like this thing just barely works half the time. No, you're uh, right. In fact, yeah. just um, j just the sometime, sometime very recently, I went to a government website because they said, um, go on here to receive free money. And I gave them the information that they already have about me to uh, cross-check who I am. And they said, um, we don't have enough information about you. And parenthetically, we're working on that. <laughs> so that's the system in which they're working. And I think with Niles following rules to the letter and being so so afraid um, 
about his exposure in the real world. So he's going to follow all these rules that have been set out for him. I think he's going to be paralyzed because at, ev- at every turn, there's going to be something that stops him because it doesn't fucking work. Ooh. And I just don't. I just don't think it. It's like not that something breaks, but just like there's going to be like rules it. overlapping rules that I, contradict see, other rules. I don't know because Niles. Like there's that one episode of Frasier where uh, Niles is like he fills in for his dad giving a presentation for uh, school, and he's talking mm. about all of the regulations for like this is the amount of like rat hairs that are allowed in hot dogs, and like so he knows the cracks. Like he is aware of. The failings, and he was—he'd probably look at the research and be like, "Like he's gonna follow rules in that. Like he's not gonna break them." But if it's—I think he would go above and beyond the rules and maybe right. actually he's still thrive. An adult. But let me let me ask you this, and I, I, this is really a question because I'm I'm in, I'm interested in, in y'all's opinion. Is if if Niles uses a thermometer that's been given to him to take his temperature and he's to trust the results. And then it says his temperature is 103.9. Does Niles trust the way he feels or does he trust the results of the thing that he was told to trust? Well, he no, probably gets no, a no- I'm just imagining him having a trench coat. With, like, 15 different types of thermometer slips. Yeah. Like, the disposable ones. Like, what kind of thermometer do you have? What brand specifically? Yeah. Is it the, yeah, and then he just, it like, the slips it in. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that, that he's he's on his own checking his temperature and telling them what his temperature was when he left the house and what one it was in, in the ear, car. One in his mouth, yeah. one in his ass, one up his nose, one under his arm. I think yeah. he's got the Ford, the Ford looking infrared kind, yeah. so he can yeah. like see like predator style before he leaves the house. Like, <laughs> no, yeah, still ninety eight point six. I gotta be honest, like I'm having trouble with this because like I see both of these guys going the distance. Like I think they're yeah. both doing yeah. well. Yeah, here's here's the thing. It's like I think they they are survivors. They know how to handle themselves in a world that is increasingly like troubled by disease. So like. Do we have to decide just like who does better or do we really have to put one of these guys in the ground? I mean, <laughs> it's tough because I, then if you're if that's what we're saying, then like you do then have to factor Mike's age, you know, that's yeah. that's so there's two things, because <clears throat> if we establish that they know they're in competition with each other, or is this for our I feel like we've own... been <laughs> unclear on that, <laughs> because if, if Mike knows that something is at stake he murders niles <laughs> <laughs> no i don't i do not believe they're in competition they know that they're kind of in competition for each other they just have to coexist and for all the yeah. for all the conjecture we did last week about people wanting to leave as everyone does leave the panhandle of florida to go back to their home <laughs> or anywhere else this is for this round of the tournament, they've been brought back and they need to exist under these conditions. And they're just living next door to one another and they they have to survive under these particular set of circumstances without knowing this is a competition. I, I That's yeah. the way I envisioned it. I think that sounds... Far. Yeah, I'm good with that. Like, I think that sounds yeah. fair. Because, yeah, I do think that's like an unfair <laughs> advantage to give to Mike Ermintrout. Because if that was the logic, he would murder everyone in this competition and right, win. Yeah. Like, he's not even willing, in a able, and proven that he can kill a man. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And the only person in this competition that I believe is confirmed to have killed someone. Besides yep. some of the characters from Girls, possibly. Murdered someone. Yeah. Murdered someone. Actively. 
Intentional. I'm, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure John, that John Lutz has done a hit and run and didn't know it. <laughs> it's possible. But it was actually just like a trash bag. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think it. That being said, it's just comparing Niles, who's going to be incredibly meticulous every single time he goes out. Mike may not be as careful, but he's a lot shiftier as far as day-to-day activities so but he also has the age factor but if niles if niles can't get his proper ppe will he go out will he trust a delivery person like does he still have access to all the ppe he wants and needs I, th- I think you've opened a door there too for Mike, where like he's he he needs an angle, right? Like he's working the system, and sure he knows how to work like the contact tracing apps and get in line with whatever like weird uh, GPS tracking they want to do with phones. But I think he's also doing that in order to meet with some more unsavory characters who are like probably just criminals who don't care about social distancing at all. Like yeah. I th- I think he absolutely like gets, uh, uh, you know, he needs to physically intimidate some l- local stoolie and it turns <laughs> out, Oh, sorry. Sorry. Like that, that guy <laughs> had, uh, had an uncle that he visited and, uh, that uncle's sister had, brought in all of her kids and one of the kids had it. And so, and it's just like this unfortunate event where he has a real dramatic moment up in this guy's face. And it's like, well, that's, that's when you got it, Mike. That's, that was it. That was the moment. And you know, to answer your question, Andy, I've been looking over the results of the competition thus, thus far. And I don't think we need to put anyone in the ground. I think what we're determining (laughs) is who, who's catching this first. Yeah. Yeah. Who's getting COVID first. Whether, whether or not they die from it is like who's going to be able to take care of themselves enough that they'll be okay and who is not going to be able to do that. That's the I, other thing. What veterinarian is going to take care of Mike when he has COVID? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not even – by the time he gets it, yeah, to Lars's point, I think it's done. I, I To me – so this might actually be a question for Marty who I, I'm just assuming has more information than the rest of us in terms of real world. Like, But I think the question becomes if we're kind of saying that maybe it's even overall and maybe they both have a fair shot, how good is this system in place? Like is the system going to fail Niles Crane – and get well, him sick. It's designed by the federal government. <laughs> so it's or all the of state us. government of Florida. Yeah. So oh, so that me. is so that's actually a great <laughs> question to ask because the the system that you laid out, Joel, is one that is being instituted in different degrees by governments all over the world. And in some of those governments, this kind of stuff is already something they know how to do, and it already works. Asian countries uh, like Hong Kong is actually uh, doing fine, not because the government got out ahead of this, but because the people have lived through similar situations in the past and the, the citizens got ahead of this. Singapore is very serious about making sure you maintain social distancing, wear PPE. Like the reason you wear masks in public is not to, to prevent you getting sick, but so that everyone can protect others from if they happen to be sick. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm being real and we're talking about the state of Florida... 
I feel like they are only instituting things this draconian if they are being somehow held at gunpoint. <laughs> so yeah. that may be so far the least realistic part of this, that Florida would institute <laughs> this level of contact tracing. Well, let's uh, say it's federal. Know, work, workplace entering. Let's say that. Yeah. Okay, with Donald Trump in charge, even with Dr. Fauci uh, <laughs> giving very good advice, I think it is still very unlikely we will receive federal guidance uh, I mean, like, sorry, you know, hit the rant skip button in your podcast player uh, right now if uh, if that's your thing and you have one. But uh, we've already seen the CDC guidelines for how to get out of this safely. And it's it's with like a very slow phased opening, a multi phasic rollout that includes like asking the question of is your business really essential? And if so, like you've got at least 18 things to meet before you let employees in your place, much less before you serve customers in real life. And that stuff got leaked because the president wanted to sit on it and make it go away. So the idea that the United States government is going to put out policies that require us all to run a federally mandated tracking app and submit to uh, to temperature measurement in real time at places of business, I don't think that's actually going to happen. We can say uh, maybe Sweet D signed something while she was high before she <laughs> unfortunately caught COVID in the last episode, and Florida is doing it probably against their will. But I think ultimately uh, these kinds of things only work if there is significant buy-in from the people. And in Florida, that ain't so much. Yeah, so it looks like rant it looks over like everybody. The, the, the yeah. Slash rant. The person who's going to the the person who's going to um, who's going to do better in this is the person who sees the person who follows the follows the government rules the least and sees what should be done and does those things. Which is Niles. I was going to say Mike. Really? Ooh. Yeah. I, I, I was going to say really Niles. Depends. Yeah, I think because, it's Niles. So I think that he sees the danger. I think he would do the research. He does have a medical is, degree. <laughs> technically. Uh, <laughs> but Even I think so, that, I would say that means he believes epidemiologists, right? Exactly. Like, I yeah. think that he would actually do the research and see oh, what other see. countries are doing I and see. say, well, this study or this system worked in this country. This one didn't. This one didn't. I'm going to follow this one modified That's by right. my own this and that. Because, because Niles Crane has a prescription pad. Exactly. Holy crap. But who's so, to say that Mike Ehrmantraut doesn't tap him for that information, which I assume Niles would share freely with him? Like maybe because Mike's pretty good at sizing people up and sizing situations up. Because that's the thing, he's Marty. Also, you're he's assuming also good, that, yeah, he's also well, good Mike, at kind of becoming a person that he yeah. knows a, another person will share information with. Yeah, because like Marty, you're assuming that this is a that even in the midst of a pandemic, he's still like running drugs for Gus Fring or whatever, but like maybe in a pandemic in Florida, but I'm saying maybe in a pandemic, what Mike Ehrmantraut is doing is what Mike Ehrmantraut does best is survive. And he's scanning the local landscape and going, this guy next to me, he knows knows what's up and I'm going to become his best friend. And And honestly, I think you're right that he has the wherewithal, but I, I question whether he can live inside that system without wanting to push it. And I think when I he think tries he to push it, I don't think, you think that Mike can? wants for much. I don't much. think that he can. I, well, so Mike, to me, Mike, the, the dirt that he does in mm. Better Call Saul and in Breaking Bad is for Kaylee. Like, it's for his granddaughter. Like, he doesn't really, he lives a very simple life. Like, he seems pretty content to sit at his house and watch TV 
and not be involved in things until he sees dollar signs that can leave a better life for his granddaughter. But I, I just but I he's feel like, absolutely running a, like an underground PPE like mask ring to get people masks. I mean, maybe, but then maybe he's oh, thriving. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah. I mean, maybe he sees margins, but I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm really struggling. I, I'm not leaning towards Mike. I'm just really torn because I, I could go yeah, either way. You all, on this. you all, you all make really good points. I was really leaning towards Mike, but then I forget that Niles is like where where we left Niles. He was. He was kind of coming out of the the neuroses that he had, and also he's he has a lot of resources versus Mike being very resourceful. Um, and they're both really smart, and also Mike is really good at using other people's advantages to his advantages. <laughs> Niles has. I was just I was just thinking that like yeah, Niles is a man of medicine, even though he would. Under other circumstances, probably just give blind faith to anyone who's giving him a lifeline. He's a man of medicine. He also had heart surgery, though, too, which I feel like puts yeah. him at a higher risk group as well. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off the fence, and I'm going to say Mike. I'm going to get off the fence. I'm going to be the first one to, to pick a side. You know what? I'm with I'm gonna you. I'm going to go for Niles. I, I'm going Mike. So we got two Mikes and a and a Niles. I'm, I'm a I'm a Niles. Oh as well. shit! Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> oh, shit. oh well, I guess that makes me Lutz picking lunch. <laughs> so <laughs> our first in the finals, Blimpies. Blimpies. <laughs> what if it's Blimpies versus Lutz? <laughs> well, Blimpies well, wins. We know how that wins. Yeah. yeah. No matter no who one. wins, we all no lose. one wins. Get the man Diarrhea wins. <laughs> yeah, right. Pepto Bismol oh, wins. All right, Lars. Yeah, you. It's all up to you. You have to decide it all, or um, convince some of us to to come. Uh, yeah, I don't know how. We... <laughs> no, no, I've never convinced anyone of anything. You have a um, wife. You convinced yeah, someone of something. You. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she she is drunk all of the time. Oh, okay, that makes I, sense. <laughs> let me let me reendorse tequila. <laughs> <laughs> The secret wild card has been in the race the whole time. Tequila, Tequila. never at risk for COVID. Nope. <laughs> um, God, that heart surgery really fucked me up. Um, Niles had heart surgery. Niles did have heart surgery. Yeah, yeah, and it was like it was kind of touch or go. I mean, they kind of play it as like it was a big like he goes in to get a checkup and they immediately like rush him into surgery and like there's a whole. Very special episodes of Frasier yeah. where they're all like in the waiting room. Look, I concerned. Don't, I don't want to. Also, wanna... how many times has Mike gotten shot and or injured? But but Mike literally this season of Better Call Saul, Mike survives in the desert for multiple days. Yo like... yo, spoilers, bro. We don't pirate <laughs> that shit. We have to wait for it. We're poor. <laughs> well, hey, he survives in the <laughs> desert for multiple days. <laughs> well, I pretty much figured he wasn't going to die in the desert. Yeah, he doesn't die. He's not going to die in Better Call Saul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, I, I don't, you know, I don't want to downplay the seriousness of a heart surgery and <laughs> and like the the stress it puts on a person's system and life and their support network. But I will say. Unless he just got out of the hospital within the last 12 months, probably yeah. Niles has done his physical therapy, he's been taking his meds, and he's moved on. He might be at, higher, he might be at a slightly higher risk group because he has had a, a, a past history of, of heart issues, 
But I don't know that that's any different statistically. And right now, no one does compared to like the age of Mike Ehrmantraut, okay. for example. I just Here's think Mike is so careful and so like thinking five steps ahead. I just have trouble seeing this bring him down. Like, I think he's playing it. Well, we all know he has to survive this to get shot with his own gun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we don't know. So in that sense, we don't hey, know spoilers, spoilers, because I forgot what happened in Breaking Bad. <laughs> that one's on Netflix, man. Come on. Um, here's here. OK, I made my decision and I'm going to tell Ooh. you why. Um, have you? I have. I really have. Teeth sucking. OK, here we go. Yeah, sorry. It just it reflects how serious this is. Now, on one hand, we ha I'm not going to drag this out too much. Sorry. But on one hand, I'm looking at Niles and yes, he is um, he's a smaller guy. He's a less resourceful guy, but has a lot of resources at his disposal. But also he's sort of a health nut um, and takes good care of himself, even being a small, frail man. Mike is very resourceful. He's a tough guy. You've seen that over and over. Um I think they, uh, I think they both have an equal chance in Florida, anyways, because they have to go out and get things. They both have an equal chance of contracting the virus. Mike gets the virus, and he says, "Forget it. Uh, get give the ventilator to someone who really needs it." And I think that's why Mike goes. I think. Do so you once, think Niles Crane once, once Mike, doesn't do that? I think no. I don't think Niles Crane Niles does Crane, that. Niles Crane, who's guided by strong ethics and more like if this is your logic i'm really pushing back on this just in terms of like niles crane niles, is niles, the most niles moral. Crane who has a has a also has a wife and child but he's also the most stuck to his ethics he doesn't like that fraser's on the radio because he thinks it betrays the the now, principles of psychology think, now 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 you're implying that it's ethically wrong for niles to take a ventilator that's been offered to him because he needs it because he's sick with a virus that determines that he needs the ventilator. You're implying that Mike Ermitshot has ethics that would not save his own life which has been his guiding principle. I'm, I'm saying the man who said just go away and let me die in peace would say go away and let me die in peace. Well because he'd been shot at that point. He has a, a terminal illness. <laughs> it's not necessarily terminal. Yeah, COVID's not necessarily it has like an, a more than 85% survival rate, even with people at high risk groups. Like closer to 90% survival rate. And particularly with treatment. Yeah, I'm like, your logic is I don't frustrating know. You to know me. What? I can, yeah. But I can see it in this, in this, I mean, we're talking about Florida. Those hospitals are overwhelmed. <laughs> I just, I don't buy your logic. He's all been I'll overwhelmed say. for years. I don't buy uh, that. My, I think. Because Mike Ehrmantraut might have Niles. his own ventilator that he got from a veterinarian. <laughs> like, he might have always had a from ventilator. From a veterinarian. <laughs> but he might have always I, I, had a I, ventilator. I, I, honestly, I honestly think Mike would say, let an old man die to let another young person live. Because they, he know, well, I don't understand the faces you're making. Because, like, he, you know the shortage they have on equipment and on PPE. And if he gets it, he would just say, well, you know, fuck it. Make sure, you know, he's going to make sure that his, um, his daughter-in-law and grandchild are set up. And, like, you know what? Let an old man die. I really see that being Mike's attitude. I think the only way that he would for sure make that choice is if it was, you can have the ventilator or your granddaughter can have the yes. ventilator. Yeah. Other than that, he's gonna get. He's gonna. He's gonna take care of himself. What's her name? Kaylee. Kaylee's Kaylee. choice. 
Yeah. <laughs> they're all named they're all named Kaylee, by the way. They're all named Kaylee's choice. Um Yeah, so this yeah. this depends on him being wheeled in next to a pediatric unit where there is a girl <laughs> who looks just like his granddaughter. And the doctor goes, We only got one ventilator, what do we do? <laughs> and the and the little girl looks at him like <coughs> and, and meanwhile yeah, so I was just like, in the corner. So and also, See, the way I in the corner went. with a ventilator laughing maniacally about how wonderful <laughs> yeah, this the... is. And going like, so I, let I, her die, I'm Niles. He goes full sideshow Cecil. <laughs> so I just went for what we know is a man, the man's moral compass more than some kind of contrived situation to make it happen. But I really do think Mike w- would let that happen. I really do. It isn't just like, let me die. I think he would just say... I'll I'll try to do without the ventilator, chances. but but make sure that someone who needs the ventilator gets the ventilator. But also, my thing with saying Niles would win in this situation is even if they both got it at the same time, Niles still has the resources to go wherever he needs to go in order to get it treated properly. Mike would not do that. No, I, he has see, I, a shitload yeah. of resources. He has a ton of money. But that's all going to go to his granddaughter and his daughter-in-law. No, I like like the logic of Niles is younger and rich is persuading to me. But just like I just don't like Lars's he gives up logic like for it's why. not it's not giving up. That's the man thing. the man has proved over and over that he has a moral compass, and I think he I'm understands. Sorry, yeah, he, I he, just I. He, there's Sorry. there's one thread that's been constantly running throughout all of Hobo Radio is that Joel doesn't understand the concept of sacrifice, and I think that Whoa. we've really proven that here today. You know, from a, fine. from so a we're man ready to go. from a man what? who doesn't understand the concept of nachos, I will not listen to these arguments. <laughs> They're both very highfalutin concepts. You'll get there one day, both of you. You know, I mean, we look, both we have a lot of work to do as people, Joel. <laughs> Well, right. I mean, it's three to two. So if you want to talk about sacrifice, we got to move on. So like, I'm, I'm going to make one more pitch. Oh, OK. Then, then I was I'm ready make... to move on, but go for it. Andy. No, I, I, I'm not. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not going to respond to democracy. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's, it's proven not to work. It was a mistake. I think we can all agree. So I, I think that I think that Niles is probably at a higher risk to initially contract the virus because he's more likely to go out and do shit than Mike Armentrout. I think he's more likely to try to get his fancy coffee to get his creature comforts. Uh, If Mike has a remote control with batteries and toilet paper, he's not going anywhere. Anywhere. Because he's he's hearing what Niall says. He's hearing about the risks. He knows... He understands... He's good at evaluating the risk of a situation and making the wisest choice. That is a pretty true fact of, of Mike Armentrout. I, I do believe that that's kind of what I was getting at with the desert thing of like, I think Mike bought supplies week one and they were enough supplies for three years of living in quarantine. <laughs> like, I don't think he needs to go out as much, but yeah, I don't know. I also know. kind of see Mike as this like chaotic good where if he goes out and buys toilet paper, he's going to give some away to some people who can't get them. I mean, I, yeah, he, I see that. Like, he's also not above using an old pair of pants to wipe that booty. So. 
Yeah, that, well, that's Sorry, the other spoilers. thing, too, is, yeah, did Mike Ehrmantraub bother with ever getting toilet paper? Or did he go, you don't need toilet paper? And has, just has he not. ever used toilet paper? That's, that's oh, we question. don't know. You know, we don't know. Maybe he has a bidet. Maybe he fashions a bidet with his, like... I mean, he's clearly, he has skill in plumbing. Yeah. Like he's able to, so maybe he made himself a bidet so he doesn't need toilet paper. I do think, so I don't know if Andy was able to persuade anyone, but if not, I do think we have to move on either way. So. If, if, if that didn't persuade anybody, <laughs> yeah, that incredibly sound argument, then... I mean, it persuaded me, but I was already in your camp, so I don't that's know. So, that doesn't count. It didn't that's help not what the word persuaded means. <laughs> okay, so I'm still Mike, you're still Mike. Uh, is everybody else still Niles? Like, nobody, no needle moved? Yeah. They're nodding because yeah. it's an audio. Yeah, no, still, format. still, still yes. Niles. <laughs> still, still Niles. All right. Well, we're wow. We're at fifty. Well, Lars, Lars hasn't. Lars has been oh, remarkably yeah. stone faced. Are you? You're still Niles, right, Lars? Um. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Yeah. No, I am. No, I am. I am. Yeah. Okay. okay. I, am. All right. I was All just right. like I was. I had to go over my own logic over and over and over again. And I just like I was going through. I was going through all the scenarios, and I just I see. I, yeah, I just I see the, the the young rich guy making it through. All right. All right. Well, so Niles Crane is in the finals. We have one more matchup left. We're way later <laughs> in the show than God, I thought I we were going to be. Look, I'm going to come out hot because we're running out of time. This is going to be controversial. I'm just warning you. Ron Swanson <laughs> dies. That you have to convince me yes. otherwise. Ron Swanson <laughs> dies. <laughs> Because, Lutz until we all die. Because Ron die Swanson, Lutz. Ron oh, that's Swanson right. That's right. is Ron not Swanson doesn't give it participating up. in a system of government that tracks nope. his every move. He is no. not going to be a part of this. He's going to yeah. hate how everything is, and he dies. He's going to stand out front of that save a lot and starve to yep. death in front of the person holding the contactless thermometer yeah. as a show of principles. Yeah. And his beautiful mustache will be staring out of his sunken eyed skull yeah. long after his heart has stopped. Yeah, he, yeah, Ron, I, Ron Swanson in southern Indiana lives forever. Ron Swanson in the panhandle of Florida during this pandemic. He's dying. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Are, were we and not, just, of, and, he's, he's and not of the disease? He's not dying only did he on have principle. flu yeah. and refused to go to the hospital until yeah. Anne made him. But the entire time that she did his um, his workup, he had like, "What's your sexual history?" Epic and private. Yeah. So like, he's not going to share any of the people that he was seeing or talking no. to or anything. No, he's not no. doing so that. Like that. You're going to need. Yeah. You're going to need to install this COVID safe app on a smartphone, and he's like, "What's a smartphone?" Yeah, he has a flip Why do I need phone, a phone on his yeah. belt. Smart. But yeah. to be fair, he does have Grizzle, and he does video chat. But he's right. not. But he got oh, rid of I his Grizzle about. after he found out that they were reading his data. I think, right? <laughs> well, but no. In, does anyone the, remember the last season? I don't. <laughs> but but in, he does tend the, to delete things that find because he's deleted. I know he's gotten rid of. He's thrown a computer out of his office, I believe. That's like, true. Famously on GIF. Yeah. Yes. So, so while I don't disagree that Ron Swanson would die rather than succumb to this government oversight, does he last longer than Lutz? I don't think he does because I'm with no. Marty. I think he dies the first day because he goes outside, <laughs> he stands there, and he gets into an argument, and he gets COVID yelling at a guy telling him that he needs to check his temperature. like, yeah. And that's how he gets it because he won't leave. You know what? That's funny. What I actually think is that Ron Swanson says, I'm not staying here. I need to get back to my cabin. 
while he's hiking the Appalachian Trail to get to the <laughs> northernmore state so he can cut over to southern Indiana, he dies in an epic fight with a brown bear. <laughs> but yeah, That's again, fitting. is it before Lutz? I think sniveling coward I think, actually, John I Lutz think, lives. He'll live forever. Here's why I think Lutz lives. Lutz yeah. goes to places that nobody wants to go. Yep. <laughs> Lutz is at Blimpy's alone. Yeah. And he's letting them Begging take his temperature. Them to take his temperature. Yeah. He's like, yeah. look at all these places I went today. Look at all these people I talked mm-hmm. to. There's like one person on there. It's, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that and that person is behind. I mean, it's Blimpy's. There's a sneeze guard in place. <laughs> that business was ready for this. No, Lutz lives. I I'm utterly convinced yeah. of it. I mean, I think it's another case of Lutz kind of Mister Magooing his way through it, but, but he's it's lasting worked. longer than Ron because Ron is a man of action, but he's not a man of careful action because what he the tools he needs are controlled by by government agents, and he's not doing that. Yeah. 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 I, st- mm. I still don't know that he would rather die than submit to some of these things. Well, he doesn't see it he doesn't see it as I can either submit to this or die. He it's sees either- it as I can submit to this or survive on my own, which he thinks he can always do. But he's not going to be able to American. Yeah, cuz the problem is that Ron mm-hmm. Swanson doesn't have Mike Ehrmantraut's resources. He doesn't have the ability to like get supplies outside of like legal means. He's not going to break into a store. He's not going to buy He's black market supplies. Wealthy. But what's he buy? He can't he has go a anywhere. He's a shitload of gold that's he can get up wherever. Yeah, his gold is buried in Indiana, and he's not allowed to go into stores in Florida. And we've dictated he doesn't have anything that is his in his hotel, like in his apartment that he's staying in. He's dropped there so with he nothing. Can. He's allowed to go out and buy whatever he wants, but he would have to download an app that tracks where he goes and have his temperature taken. And I just don't see him doing that. On that point... So he would be an essential employee, but at the same time, they shut down all the parks. So would he <laughs> file for unemployment? No. Does he no, have any never, money no, coming no, in? No, not he in doesn't have any years. money coming in. Yeah. So Right. Yeah, agreed. And no, then his look, wife he, is a principal. And look, so. he, he has lots of money. What I'm saying is he would understand that I can't be around other people. I know that. The only way to be around other people is to let the government track where I am and know what my body is doing, and that's not happening. So he either goes out in public on his own, he contracts the virus, at which point he tries to cure it with scotch, <laughs> or he stays away from the public and ventures yeah. into the wilderness alone, yes. at which point... Yes. A, a Finally, this is what I want to get to. <laughs> This is how Ron Swanson dies. <laughs> and it is it is not on the Appalachian Trail. It is not in the parking lot of a Save-A-Lot. It is, yes, in an epic wrestling match with a creature much larger and deadlier than him. Yes. But it is in the Everglades. It is in a boat, a, <gasps> a fan boat that he has bought and paid for. And it is to a crocodile that he once tried to befriend because he was lonely but he's he's been in the wilderness for weeks before it finally. Happened. I'm just saying there, there are that no happens in Florida. That happens, and then we cut to Mama's baby That's right. eating They're marshmallows by himself, <laughs> magooing his way to the finals. Here's I the thing. So. Here's the thing we know about Lutz too is the the man is still alive after eating, as far as I can tell, nothing nutritional at all. Yeah. yeah. No, I think it's Lutz. I think I'm hearing four to one Lutz, unless I don't. Andy, and this I was is trying and, like. 
Marty, I like the picture you painted, and I'm not I'm not going to disagree with you. I was trying to think of a reason that Ron would go from the Panhandle down to Central Florida, um, but I I can't think of a good one because even trying to get to Cuba, that's a communist place. Oh yeah, maybe uh, <laughs> to try crocodile jerky or something. Like. Maybe he wants to try to survive in the swamp. But it, it is, and Andy, Andy said this earlier. It's uh, it, it's gators. It's, it's gators. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no crocodiles. Yeah. Yeah, crocodiles are from a different continent. That's that was my fault. I did that as well. Yeah. Well, it's always a matter All of right. did you see them later or was it after a while, and that's how you that's, can tell. That's how you tell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, Great I'm episode, go everybody. Kill real quick. Yeah. Um, you guys later. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm uh, saying that there's a, a very strong chance that that Lutz could just be aimlessly wandering and contract the virus, and certainly not obtain treatment and certainly die. Whereas, if any of Ron's friends found out that he had COVID nineteen, they would immediately rush to his aid and make sure that he got the help he needed. Um, hey. As Dirt bags have to stick together. If we're saying friends are saving them, maybe his friends come and save him. <laughs> like, Lutz doesn't That's have true. friends. What are you talking about? <laughs> Dirtbag Alliance. They're we the are least... work acquaintances at best. <laughs> <laughs> he is a dirt. I mean that. Yeah. Yeah. That would be. The, it would. It would just be the coldest text message ever. Is somebody who just says respawn, <laughs> and, as, and that's like the last thing that Lutz sees is the life leaves his face. How would how would Ron's friends find out that he's sick? That's true too. Would he yeah. tell them that he's sick? Daily he never told anyone that he's sick. No. I think as soon as he found out about the government tracing app, he just crushes his phone. Yeah, and that's, discards that's the plausible. Pieces. Snaps it in half. Yeah. Well, yeah. he probably he wouldn't do that because he has to stay in touch with Diane and the girls. However, um, oh, and also John. But also, um, he's never admitted that he's sick. He won't yeah, he's not going to admit he's sick. He's going to hide. Are you symptoms. Are you sure you're okay, Ron? I'm fine. I'm on my way. Not to mention the fact that Leslie Nope is probably trying to convince him to download the app that he's never going to download to track all of his personal mm-hmm. movements. Mm-hmm. He's like, Leslie, apps don't run on landline telephones. <laughs> I've already destroyed that terrible iPhone. <laughs> it couldn't download apps anyways. All right. Well, I, I feel bad, Andy, because you were once again in the minority. But like, I, I think what I'm hearing is uh, Magoo versus Magoo. It's yeah. Well, Niles isn't Magooing his way. He's, He's very Magoo. carefully. Yeah, it's a man of science versus a man of Magoo in the final. <laughs> <laughs> I do wonder though if we're creating a, an unstoppable force here in Lutz. Once again, we've we've allowed the the silliness of a show like Thirty Rock to push Lutz to superhuman capabilities. I mean, you if know, it's not stopping him now. Frazier is not above a farce, so may, maybe it's the silliest, most ridiculous final that we've ever had. <laughs> like, yes. yes. I, think, I don't doubt in my mind that that's true. I think that's been, that's really been his advantage. Lutz's advantage through this whole thing has been, he's been a character on a show not as silly as the character he's facing. So Lindsay Bluth and then Sweet D. And then Ron Ron was a caricature by the time we left yeah. him. When Lutz has been Lutz was the same through that whole series. Just mm-hmm. stupid and awful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like that was that's why that's why I think we all spent so much time on Niles versus Mike because you know, Frasier was a, a nuanced show, but it was a straight sitcom, and it was farcical at some times, and then it was more based in a reality. 
And Mike's been in, you know, hard dramas with funny moments. And it's just it, it's hard to see where that goes. It does feel fitting that Mike Ermintrout was defeated by a smart guy who had no business defeating him, since that is essentially how he had his downfall in Breaking Bad. (laughs) It's just the smart guy who shouldn't have been able to, like, defeat him. (laughs) Exactly. All right. Well, we have quite the finals, and we've once again disappointed Instagram, so we've done our jobs. (laughs) Yes. They at uh, least did 50-50 last week. They were 0 for 2 this week. They were 0 for 2, but no they didn't have all the information. So I, I want to believe they would have voted differently had they known. <laughs> we're giving you, once again, the benefit of the doubt, Instagram. Don't waste it. <laughs> uh, I think the only thing that uh, we have time for now is, uh, are there things that you guys would like to plug? Uh, I'll plug the... Silver Linings Playback Podcast comes out on Mondays. Uh, for the remainder of the month of June, we'll be talking about uh, Star Wars. and then The month of May. Or month of May. Yeah. Time doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, oh uh, it happened. You recorded too far in advance <laughs> and you've lost track of time. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a good thing. You should listen to it. All right, and I'm I'm happy to make a plug since your Mondays are filled with Silver Linings playback. Uh, join us on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. Nope, that would be 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live <laughs> for We Have to Ask Live, where, uh, hey, guess what? That's a podcast that we used to do, and it's back, only now it's live. Jonathan and I interview our lovely comedian friends about inane topics in the hopes that somehow... We're not sure how or why we will uh, be able to get us back onto a better timeline than this one. And if you like the outro on that show, on the podcast version, they play it twice. So We do. That's right. Listen, <laughs> listen to it in your favorite podcatcher. It's not a glitch. We made it like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's our, our burst. Our boss, like, airing our dirty laundry over right. here. <laughs> well, that was, he started it by taking shots at our planning ahead. So I'm, I'm very defensive of my other co-hosts. <laughs> Um, this is why they don't you don't play inside baseball because the baseball ricochets around <laughs> and somebody's gonna get hurt. Uh, Lars, Julia, anything that you'd like to plug? Um, yet again, tequila. It's uh, solid. Mm-hmm. Also, weed. Oh, there you yeah. go. So that's that's fun. Are those like uh, together that's, that's or separate? You, will you recommend on them? your day? Okay. Based on that, I I like to endorse Julia Periwinkle. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> fucking cool as shit to hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of tequila? Can I ask the tequila? They're not sponsoring us, but like, are you, oh, please are you tell going them like, what kind you like? Best? Oh, yeah, the cheapest. No, that's what I was gonna ask. If it was real, uh, no, or it's, like, it's yeah. Lunasquil or no, something. It, it's Lanazul. Lunasul, whatever. You, and then uh, Espelon the other day. But that's gone. <laughs> that's gone. So that's how my yeah, es- I prefer Espelon. I think it has, um, that's something that you could just have a little sip of on the rocks. Lana Zul is, we're, we're drinking tonight. Oh, yeah. Well, that's me like, <laughs> yeah, every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Es- Espelon is also $4 more expensive, so. I thought you were just going to say $4. Money bags over here. <laughs> <laughs> it's four dollar tequila it's the expensive one <laughs> the fancy it's not kind. from my bathtub <laughs> so remember joel i hope i hope your your puppy's okay i think we're all thinking yeah. about your puppy right now yeah oh yeah. my wife is also not on the show because she's not feeling well but i'm glad oh, yeah, Molly. my puppy 
to be fair, you did mention no. that the puppy was receiving head surgery. Yeah, yeah. You haven't told you us said, about any pending medical procedures for Molly. You said Molly wasn't feeling well. You literally said surgery of the head no, it's, pertaining to me, the dog. I think I'm saying it because I don't want to think about it because it makes me real sad when I think about it because she's a perfect little baby and I love her. And it'll be, she's uh, going to be sad. fine. She's yeah. a soldier. She's going to breathe real well. I know that for sure. Yeah, that's true. For she's going to have the most blood <laughs> oxygen she's ever had. So, so look forward to that. Hopefully on next week's show, I can wave her around the camera so you can see the big cone that she's going to have on her head, too. Yes! So. Oh, yes. Cone of shame. So remember, question everything. Do you think Lutz would have a cone of shame? Oh, for sure. of Hobotrashcan.com. If you enjoyed the show, please rate or review it on iTunes. Hear more great shows on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network, like this one. This is Joe. And this is Chris from the Curioso Podcast. You are currently listening to The Hobo Radio. Joe, do hobos listen to Hobo Radio? I think so. They have one in their stick and bindle, right? Uh, that's called a bindle stiff, sir. Bindle stiff. And you know what? If you listen to The Curioso, you will get to know things like that. Because we talk about the weird, the strange, the bizarre, and sometimes the mundane that you just don't know. So enjoy your two hobos, but you can catch us at thecurioso.com on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network. Nicholas Cage wants you to.